Hi, I'm Glenn Hughes, and you're listening to the Rock Solid Podcast. to be this is small town music this is big town music he's ahead of his time you know but he can't use it if only he could prove it well tomorrow's just a song away a song away a song away hey everybody welcome to rock solid the comedy podcast for all things music both new and classic i'm pat francis and joining me in the zoom room today we have two of the members from the band The Dead Daisies. We have Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee Glenn Hughes. And nice we, to see you. Nice to see you, Glenn. And we have, geez, this guy has played guitar with just about everyone from Whitesnake to Dio. And he's been in The Dead Daisies for quite a few years now. Revolution Saints. Uh, here we go with Doug Aldridge. How you doing, Doug? Good, Pat. Thanks for having us, man. So let me talk about this, uh, this new Dead Daisies album called Holy Ground. First of all, I'm not just kissing your asses when I say this is my favorite Dead Daisies album. I think it's the best one. Uh, Doug, you, you've been around for a while. You guys really nailed it with this one. And Glenn, what a welcome addition on vocals. So thanks, guys, Thank first you. of all. Yeah, we, we, we were very happy, uh, I, especially because I known glenn we've been friends for a long time i was really excited you know i got a call saying that they were the management was speaking with glenn and and i was just like that's amazing and they said we'll call him up and he i called him and i said is this real and glenn said yep it's time for you and i to make some music together and it's with the dead daisies let's do this because you two had toured together uh doug you you were out on the road with glenn in 2015 on a glenn solo tour correct glenn Correct. Yeah, I uh, asked Doug to come on board. Um, it was uh, something we've been speaking about for a few years, and the opportunity came for us to work together, and long overdue. And Doug came on a South American tour, and they made it a European tour. Now, Glenn, it was fantastic. And Glenn, when you ask a guitarist to join you on tour, what's the most important thing? That he's a great player, or that he's easy to get along with on the tour bus? For me? Yes. Seriously, it's about camaraderie, brotherhood. Can we have breakfast together? Are we going to laugh together? And then, hey, we get to make some music together. You got, I got to take into consideration the kind of fellows and girls I'm working with. I just want to be happy. Everybody needs to be happy together. And I've known Doug since the D.O. period, so it's a long time. And I've known David forever, so it it was a great opportunity. And of course, Doug is a very, very talented musician. Absolutely. Now, you brought up David. That's David Lowy. Uh, the Dead Daisies is really his brainchild. And it, it for me, it's just an ever-evolving supergroup. Is that a good way to put it, Doug? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you could you could call it. We don't really think about it like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, of course, we all like soup. But we're not. A, we're, <laughs> I just call it, like, basically... Um, it's a it's a it's a roundabout, very much like how Deep Purple started, and and uh, there was people coming in and and adding their bit and then taking off, and that's what we have here. And we've, you know, Glenn came in. We we were extremely excited about that, just from, you know, because 
it was a fresh it's a fresh start you yeah. know and and we we're making a it's like a revolution so uh it's the it's chapter what do you call it mark it would be mark four or three or four for the yeah, mark yeah three. it really would be i've had a few of those <laughs> <laughs> yes yes you have now the band on this album is doug aldrich glenn hughes david lowey and dean castronova which is also your bandmate doug in revolution saints is this the band that when shows start, is, are these the four people I'll see on stage? No. Okay. So what, what's a, uh, who, what's the change? We got Tommy Claputo's coming and playing drums now. Okay. Dean, um, Dean had some back problems and he had to take some time out to take care of his, his medical stuff. And, okay. you know, he thought best that, you know, he should take a break and, and we had to, keep on rolling as the band always does. And we figured it was time to find someone else. And Tommy was gracious enough to join us. And we look forward to working with Tommy on the road. And Tommy's a great drummer too. And this is, um, this is kind of, this is kind of the way this band is though. It's, it's not, it's it's (laughs) not a surprise that there's a new person in the band. Doug, what were you going to say? Tommy, Tommy is, uh, Tommy had, had worked with dead daisies previously. There was a uh, tour that Brian Tishy couldn't do and tommy came in and did that tour uh and so he's familiar with david and and it was like the the easy it was an easy choice he's such a powerhouse drummer yes you know and um and it's gonna it's gonna i think you know when we, we got a chance to go in rehearsal last year with dean which is when we started to see that he was really having a hard time yeah uh with his you know just you know, playing for a few hours, it would be it would be hard for me. I have yeah. to get a massage to get out of his seat. But he's going to get it all sorted out, and we love him. But Tommy coming in is going to is going to lift up uh, the, the the rhythm section. I think in a different way. That's going to be awesome. So when you when you guys go out and you put a set list together for the Dead Daisies, will you be playing? Since Glenn is the vocalist on Holy Ground, will you guys be playing all eleven tracks on this album and then fill it um, out? Go on, go on. And then fill it out with other Dead Daisy songs, Glenn? Yeah. As you know, brother, it's like when a band has got a new record out. Uh, it's been out now for three months, uh, two, three months. Um, and it's a great record. And we got a lot of tracks we want people to hear. Right. Yeah, I imagine there's going to be seven, a minimum of seven songs from the record, um, I, at least. So, And then we'll, the, the set list will be, you know, primarily it's a, a new band, new new set list, you know, new show, new production. And of course, then you will have to play. We have to play a yeah. catalog of, of songs, that, you know, that will that people will uh, want to hear and a couple of cover songs and we'll have a roundabout fashion of what we're going to do. So we're very excited about all of it. Cool, cool. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this album cover on some merch because this... <laughs> That's the coolest thing. I love it. This skull made out of daisies. I mean, the whole thing, the whole album is stellar. I, that's what I want to tell people right now. If you haven't heard it, if you haven't purchased it, that's the main thing today. Go buy this music. And we're going to talk about it in a minute. But first, I want to say a few more things. Glenn, I don't know how you do it at your age. And look, you you don't have one foot in the grave yet, but you look fantastic. You sound fantastic. And you've just never stopped. I mean, I loved Black Country Communion. I love California Breed. I love, you know, your solo album from 2000, I think, 15. Uh, was thank it called you. Resonate? Yeah, thank uh, you. I mean, the stuff with Deep Purple. 
And I was, um, I had the pleasure, Glenn. I was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction when you got inducted. Oh my God, thank you. Because, thank you. well, here, here's the reason. My favorite band is Cheap Trick. So okay. I told my wife, if Cheap Trick ever gets in the hall, I'm going to I hear that. you. I hear so, but then to have, what a, what a class that year was. It was Chicago and Cheap Trick and Deep Purple and was it uh, NWA and Steve Miller? And it was a fantastic night. And Glenn, your suit that night, I would describe it as rock and roll Beetlejuice. Would that be okay to say? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, 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 in general, the, the greater well-known will know that a striped suit is a Beetlejuice. It's a very American thing. Right. Uh, my friend John Barbados made that for me, my favorite designer and, and close friend. Yeah, I... <laughs> I wanted to be a little different that night, not only with my hair being very short, but let's wear white and black and like a prisoner, if you will. But no, it was a great night. David and I enjoyed ourselves very much. And uh, and as far as uh, David, you guys and Doug, you worked with David Coverdale and Whitesnake for years, I think two studio albums. And um, before we move on to Holy Ground, I just want to get one word from each of you about David Coverdale. Doug, if you could give me one word, just one word about David Coverdale, what would it be? Um, soulful. Excellent. Love it. And then Glenn, what about you? My very funny, silly brother. Nice. I love it. And man, I'm envious of that David Coverdale hair, but we'll move on. Okay. So he does. He's got good hair. He's got amazing hair. Okay. So the dead daisies, it's credited all lyrics credited to Glenn. Glenn, how important is it to you as the singer to be singing words that you've actually written? Oh, Doug knows this one. I, you know, I got sober in 1991 um, and I've changed my lifestyle so much. And I think, you know, back in, you know, in the early years of my life, I, I sang fictional stuff. And, you know, as, you, as a young man or young lady or girl does when they're growing, they don't know so much. They're just, you know, riding the, the waves. And, and, you know, when I found my life change dramatically and drastically good, I just changed the... The barometer. Uh, I started to write about things that you know meant so much to the human race. Yeah, and I, especially over the course of the last ten years, I've been really working on and writing about uh, acceptance and uh, letting go is a big subject for me. Um, and I walk in through the fear, which comes in many dis- descriptions. You know, a hundred forms of fear, all our fear. But you know, how do we deal with fear and surrender? The obstacles in our life. So for me, it's all about letting go, letting go of anything that does not serve us today and forget the past and not step into the future. That's and good. that's where I'm hopefully will remain in this present moment. And so I write about it that's, for, for everyone. That's a good way. But that's also, a good way. Go ahead, Doug. Also, Glenn is, he is a very connected soul, connected cat to the universe. He's got a direct line to his higher power and he he write every word. I think it was important what you said. He, every word is very important. He doesn't just come up with a, a catchy phrase or something. It's like he, it's, it's got something behind every word. And, and I love how when, you know, I listen to his lyrics, I can make the song about what I want it to be about. And it's, it's healing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I, um, I, I, I write a song and I'll, I may write two sets of lyrics to the song until I get it right. On one song, I wrote three sets of lyrics and three titles. 
<laughs> get to, to really stamp it home. But for me, lyrics are vitally important for, for everyone. Uh, it doesn't matter what age you are. I, I, I'm just so glad to be at this age writing lyrics that mean something rather than, you know, the normal stuff I used to write about all those years ago. Behavioral stuff. Right. Uh, now, let me ask this. Uh, since, Doug, you share guitar duties, how do you decide who's going to play the lead on a certain track? Um, we basically just um, arm wrestle and decide that, you know, whoever's got more strength that day is going to do it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we, When I joined the band, David said, listen, I, I'm a very different kind of guitar player than you. I'm a, I, I, he's a very, he's a very honest player very innocent and with with a lot of he's very aggressive you know he's like um intense and but he said he said yeah he said i don't i got a big sound i want us to work together i want you to play so i want you to be the lead guitar player and i'm going to hold down the fort and i was like that sounds great but i'm I'm open to whatever dual leads but he's always like man i i want you to do it you know Mm -hmm. i'm hey you never know what happens but generally I take the lead parts and, okay. and on this record, it's kind of less is more, you know, we, Glenn and I talked about direction and Ben, the producer, Ben Gross did such a great job. And it's not, it's not like, it's more about a vibe album. It's this with guitar, with regard to guitar. It's the guitar takes a little bit of a, of a downplay in terms of a few things because a, it's more melodic. It's got a seventies vibe. And then Glenn's bass sound is massive. David's, got a massive sound. So I just kind of, you know, fit in there. And it, it turns out that Ben um, had a vision all along for how to mix this and get it to sound the way he wanted. And it was great. Well, the, the album it's, it's, I mean, it's, a, I've been listening to it on the treadmill because it's just such a hard driving force. It just keeps me, it keeps me going on the treadmill. So good. Thanks guys. You're keeping me healthy. Okay. So, uh, the it al- kept us healthy too, man. It <laughs> kept us healthy. We just, unfortunately, you know, we did the album in, in 2019. It was pretty much wrapped up before the pandemic. And then we had to wait on it. It was like, we had to wait and wait and wait. Finally, we started to release some songs. Unspoken it was perfect. It was about letting go, you know, I, I think, right, Glenn? It's <laughs> a lot about letting go here. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it got us through it. That album helped get us through the pandemic, you know? Well, since yeah, you- it's, uh, it's, we just overly joyed with the response of the album. But again, we made this record. We think anything other than we're making a piece of music. Let's give everything we got. And the rest is up to the universe. And again, uh, we're humbled and grateful that the album has been received very well. And we look forward to going out and playing it for the entire planet. How about that? That's great. And I want to I want to talk about since Doug brought up the song Unspoken.
again, me me interpreting it as a listener, Glenn, is this a song about drug addiction, overcoming something? No. It's not, it's see? It's about, in general, we all can't, you know, some words are better left unsaid. You know, we, we sometimes we have to just let go. And, and it's in general, that song is, is about words that were never said and words that will never be said, but okay. we just got to carry on, you know, and, and there's no secrets here. It's, it's just uh, autobiographical, if you will. Most of the stuff is, but again, it's not really about me. It's about my interpretation, what we're all going to go through or been through. So there's someone, somebody somewhere going to understand it. So, and uh, that's all I'm trying to do here is portray a message of love and uh, for everyone across this uh, this beautiful planet. I lo- well, look, what could be better than that? I mean, come on, especially now, especially now. Uh, the album kicks off with Holy Ground, Shake the Memory. We got some, again, hard-driving drums and guitar. Dean's background vocals are excellent. Great. And now, for me, I was thinking, I'm looking at these lyrics, I'm listening to this song, and I'm thinking about werewolves and and transformation. Because, again, these lyrics can be interpreted right. many different ways, which I like it. I like that. What can yeah, you tell me? It's moving on. The song is about moving on uh, from yesterday and and capturing the moment. I keep talking about and singing about being in the present moment, but we can't keep reliving on the whole behavior patterns and conditioning and programming that we've been through in entire lives or maybe many lifetimes. For me, you know, the Holy Ground is about, again, the transformation of the human condition and for all of us to, to move on and, not, and don't be frightened of what's upon us right now because what's upon us right now is the most beautiful thing in the entire world. It's love, the love factor. Doug, when you're when you're around Glenn Hughes, does this positivity it's gotta it's gotta impact the rest of the band? I mean, how can you how can you be with this guy twenty four seven and start to not feel better about yourself? Am I am I thinking too much about this? No, no, no. I mean, Glenn is he's very like I said, he's very you know he's very spiritual and very positive and and uh, you know we we worked really hard. We were very focused, but we had a we had a good time too. We were, you know, Glenn and I, we love to laugh. We love to, to, you know, to keep things light, but at the same time, you know, going down in the trenches, there's nobody I'd rather be in the trench with than Glenn because he's he's very, very positive and, uh, and always got an idea. Like if, 
if I ever get stuck, which is often, <laughs> which is often, I can go to my bro and say, you know, what, what do you, what, what are we, what's going on here? And he'll go, well, you know, either let's, this is where we should do it, or let's just put it on the back burner for now, and we'll come back to it. There's a, there's a lot of laughter right. in the camp. I mean, I, I mean, I, I gotta have laughter in my life. If I'm not laughing, I'm walking. <laughs> so, it's yeah. kind of a juxtaposition. The name of the band is Dead Daisies. But you know, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah. But you guys are, are are positive. I love that. Um, I hope so. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have, or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. What When you guys write a song, what comes first? Is it the music or the lyrics? Music. Music first. Music. There might be an opportunity where... I may have wrote a couple of songs that had a title first. Not very often, but I normally come up with... Well, we come up with the music first, you know, and then the music comes, there comes a melody. And then as the melody comes, the, I, I sing a lot of live stuff in the studio on Holy Ground. I have the bass on. and I'm actually cutting a vocal if I want to use it. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, a couple of songs, I, I kept the lines, you know. But the music comes first, and then, again, melody, and then the lyric. Okay, and and Glenn. Well, let me say one thing. Let, let me say one thing. If 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 you're playing a, a part or a drum beat, and and you're just grooving on on a, on a riff or a, a, a whatever, Glenn will. He is so natural. He'll sing something on top of it, and a lot of times you got to go, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't forget that. Don't forget that because he just he's just he's just jamming. You know, he's just having fun. But a lot of times it's like when he did something on um. You know, Chosen and Justified, one of the songs, is it's a very simple song. It's, not, it's very, very simple. But Glenn, immediately, the way that he started this syncopation of his vocal makes it, like, catchy right from the get-go. You know, the way he, he did it. And I, I remember saying, whoa, don't forget that. He goes, no, 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 I got it. I got it. But wow. it, it's just, it's, he, can, he jams. And so it's fun because you, no matter what you play, he can sing to it. And he usually well, does. I... Again, when I look at my life back in the seventies, and I don't remember the eighties, but <laughs> I, I look—I—I I, I mean, rock and roll really is not so serious. I mean, it, it's a real artistic explosion of love and, and attitude, and it's a real, you know, in the moment thing. But I take my lyric writing very seriously. I obviously spend hours and hours and hours on, on getting it, and sometimes it just comes right away, immediately. What's going on? With us all in our life, but I take no, I, I never want to have something on a record that it's not appropriate for that moment. And since Doug brought up Chosen and Justified, what I wrote for this song was I love this song right from the opening riff. I am all in on this song. So that's, Thank a, you. that's a great one, guys.
Uh, Glenn, a lot of rockers that have been around for a while, I'll call you veteran artists, they often say, like, I don't even remember this decade or that decade. How, how, much, <laughs> how much of that is, 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 you know, being humorous, but do you really not remember the 80s? I mean, is... It, I, you know, look, I said it in my book, I've said it over and over again. It's that I'm not being like grandiose about mm-hmm. it. I just, let's just say it was a difficult time for me um, regarding I may have been overserved at the bar or what have you. I may, mm-hmm. I may not have left my house for two years. But, you know, I made some records in that was big in the 80s, and but I never really got to tour. I wasn't really at that moment in time ready to do that. Yeah. So I look back at the 80s and, and I'm going, well, it was a really good learning curve for me. If I had not handled the 80s like I didn't got sober in the early 90s, I would not be here today. So I can't go back and kick myself. Oh, my God, I wish I could remember all that stuff. Right. Trust me, people remind me. of. Do you remember that time you were over my house and you were like, I said, what? I did what? <laughs> okay. Some gotcha. really, really wacky stories of me in the 80s. Somebody had to remind me. But I had to go through to get to where we are now. But it's, yeah, the 80s were not a great period for me. All right. I just wanted I just wanted to ask that because I, I know Alice Cooper, he has four albums from the uh from the early eighties and he always says that he doesn't even remember making those albums. But so, right. so that was a question I wanted to ask. Uh track two, like no other, and then parentheses baseline. Yeah. Um the bass is killer, obviously. If you're gonna put baseline in the title of the song. <laughs> Glenn, how are you still able to sing like a 20-year-old? Seriously, it's it's like a miracle. You know, when when I'm singing, I, and Doug knows this, it's when we go for it, we put the light on, and I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to have any preconceived notions of what the melody is at the time. I'm going to stay at the microphone when the tape is rolling, and I'm just going to sing. And with that particular song, I knew I was going to call the song like no other, but I had no idea, can you feel my bass line was going to be right after the title. And I was playing the bass and I'm going, you know, when I heard it back after the first take, I heard the the vocal back and I'm going, I said to Ben, he said to me, what, you were singing, can you feel my bass line? I said, yeah, I, I was, wasn't I? How does it sound? I listened to it back and we all said, hey, you know, we should leave that in. So on that song, when I sang Baseline, we said, you know, that's a hook line and it, it worked great. So it's one of those songs that was in the moment. So, again, he's in the moment again, but that's true. So that was like a happy, you know, a happy accident. A happy accident. Yeah. Go ahead, Doug. I always like, you know, with, with Glenn's 
lyrics though i always feel like you know there's double entendre it's but can you feel my baseline but but no but i could but also glenn is i go i i look at it like can you feel my baseline that's just the, this is my, my the baseline that i'm setting can you feel where it's at and and i love I, that's how i i think of that i don't know why oh i it's, like i like that interpretation it, it it's one of our favorite songs i mean it's a song that is if i can say this uh, uh, kindly i think it's it's the new dead days is it's kind of where we are in the rock element it's a very heavy groove song and you can't go wrong if you've got a groove aspect in any music, really, in my opinion. So I think it's a it's a, another level for us all on this song. I'm really happy with this song. And are there are there female background vocals on this track, or is that all Dean and and you guys? No, I think that's a, a girl on that. Uh, I'm not too familiar, familiar with what's going on there, so I wasn't around. <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't, you know, because it was like early. March or something, but um, I wasn't around when we were doing. I, I, I said, that, funny enough, funny enough, I said last week, hang on a minute, is it a year later? Is, is that a girl on the song? Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but anyway, there you go. That's what that's what Ben d- does is he, he would like you know save a few little tricks or things. He did it with the guitars too. He'd be like, hey, I need you to come in, I got a little list of things I need you to do, like, um, just p- put a little guitar on the verse, a clean guitar on the verse in this song, do the I got this Marshall amp. I want you to play the chorus on on uh, whatever "Come Alive," and and, and, I, and he would just jump from part to part. And he's like, "Okay, you're cool. You can go." And I'd be like, "Well, I want to know what it sounds like." And he's like, "You'll you'll hear it. You'll hear it later." You know, because he mixes old school. He doesn't normally with Pro Tools. People record it and then they start to kind of pre-mix it as they go. And then every time they open the session up, it comes back where you left it. Yeah. But he doesn't do that. He doesn't even touch it as a mix. He just basically brings it all up on the console. And every time you play it, it's a little different mix as old school. And so the, the, uh, the female vocal along with Dean and Glenn was just a little extra that he chucked in there. That it really is a nice flavor, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a great, again, the, 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 the melody of that song, I don't know. It, it really speaks to me. And I love that song. It's a great one. Yeah. What's not to love? <laughs> uh, Doug, you must put a lot of faith in a guy if you allow him to say, "Just go. You'll you'll hear it later." <laughs> so you guys. No, are- but he, it's he. He's like an old school film director. He's got his shot list, you know, mm-hmm. and he he would just check it off and check it off. And yeah, I do trust him. I mean, he won. I never met him, but when I once I did meet him he put such a great vibe out for us when we were, you know, it was starting the pro the process and we all, we trusted him, you know? And so he earned our trust very quickly by the way that he let us, he just left us alone. He, he'd he add, he'd help he us did. if we needed it, but he also would let us work it out. Cool. It's, 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 it's a little bit weird in, in a room when you're working with people, you know, that respect for, and that we didn't, I didn't know Ben at all. And I knew of him, of course, when you're working with someone that's producing you for the first time, it's, it's you know, you try to become close, what have you, and, you know, but it was a, a learning process for me to listen to what he was doing, and, and um, I felt part of the, uh, the network of that record with him. Easy to work with and, 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 and a fun guy, and uh, you have to have a lot of trust in who's producing you, yeah. so I certainly gave him all the love I possibly could. Right. He. Hey, you know, Pat, he would, I'll tell you, I tell this funny story, but 
he I was cutting solos and Glenn was there and I'd play something and Glenn would go oh, oh, oh that's that's a good part right there or I'd <laughs> I'd play something and I'd go to Ben um what do you think he goes yeah it's, it's the front the beginning was okay and I'm like okay <laughs> and then I'll play and then you know and Glenn would go oh that's cool and I'd, I'd play and I go what do you think about that and Ben would go yeah I like the end but the rest of it didn't really do much for me I'm just like you freaking asshole you know he was just he wouldn't, he wouldn't and so he's, so push, he's like, pushing you, know? you and then Glenn would go I love that one part so keep that and I'm so I go okay yeah look Ben I wanted to start up with this thing, like, like, like Glenn was saying, and then I wanted to build and have a melody, and then build and then put a little fire at the end. And he'd, be, he'd look at me, just be like, "Well, then, quit messing around, just do that." <laughs> and I'd be like, "Okay." Then I'd do it, and I'd be like, "Well, that was crap." He's like, "No, no, no, that was pretty good. We just got to fix the end." And and it was like just very calm, you know, really funny. Yeah. In a way, I didn't get mad at him, but it was just like you know he would push my buttons a little right. bit. Doug, when, when you're in the songwriting process, what is your, what do you, what do you feel your strength is? Are you good with melody? Well, uh, what? I, I'm good with flexibility. You know, like I don't, I don't, I learned to ne to not push something, you know, like let it be, let it, you know, basically I, my job is to pre present the singer with ideas and Glenn doesn't need any ideas, but the, I, the, the thing that was cool was, is that, um, I, I know Glenn and I know what he likes. And so I started writing some things and not, not finishing anything because I don't want it to be, I don't want to put it in a box yet. I want right. to leave it open to, to everybody putting their stamp on it. So I would just present things as they came. If something came up, if not, I know we had other stuff that Glenn had and, um, and I, and he let me help him with that. So it was, but my, my strength is probably being flexible. And, you know, I, I love coming up with riffs and, and and learning i love my i loved learning so i learned a lot from glenn i learned from david coverdale i learned from david lowey you know so yeah. it's just a let being open as i get older to to learning and then sending it back out there to, to present to glenn and see if he's in if, if glenn's not into it the last thing i want to do is go i hear this glenn you got to you got to do this right. i would never say that i would say like check it out if you feel it it's got something. Let's work on it. If not, then we'll just move on to something else. You know. Uh, the next song we're going to talk about is "Come Alive," and I just love the line: "You got to live your life free." Yeah, fantastic. Um, again, uh, it was we, Doug and I, and David Lowe, were in a room in the shadow, and we came up with that, and uh, it was put together very quickly. And again. Um, I had a title, uh, It's a Lie, uh, on, and then I just changed it. That, this is way before the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say we got to come alive. We've got to, you know, reborn. We've been, been reborn here, you know, let's break on through. And, uh, again, the lyrics were written pretty much, the, the, the topic was written in that room, in that side room there. And, um, again, a, a song about... Uh, staying with us in the moment again and, and break it on through. And, and that's a big song for, for us, you know? And there's a, if, if people didn't know that this uh, wasn't written during the pandemic, uh, they, they might not know it because a lot of these themes in this can relate to this past year for sure. Yeah. A lot of Absolutely. artists are talking about 
uh, you wouldn't know, you know, they were writing before the pandemic. And of course, we all have records coming out now. Some people have, and we're all going, well, I didn't know about the pandemic. And you listen to some of these songs and you're going, are you sure he didn't know? <laughs> I'm not being funny, but yeah, yeah. It's, it, when you listen to some of the lyrics, uh, uh, other artists too, um, it's um, coincidental. Yeah. Now, when you guys get back out to do live shows, what do you both anticipate that's going to feel like or or what's it going to be like the first live shows after the pandemic? What are you anticipating, Doug? It's hard. It's hard to say exactly. I mean, until we get there, I mean, I know that, you know, we're we're in a in a get we're going in a good direction in the U.S. And I I'm hopeful that we will have some I've heard rumors that we might there might be some weekend fly out things that we'll start to do mm -hmm. just to break the ice not like a full-on be gone for two months type of thing. So I think we'll just kind of start off easy once we get the green light. And um, I don't know, Glenn, what do you think? What do you, what do you think? I, at the same way, I think it'll be, you know, announcements soon. Uh, I think, I like Doug says, there'll be a, a weekend shows coming up. Uh, and um, we'll just move on. Uh, there are major plans we're announcing soon. Soon. Um, there'll be cities announced soon, I guess, I was told today. Um, and we're all so excited about getting back on the road. My first time with the Dead Daisy. So for, we're all looking so much forward to this. It's, it's beyond anybody's expectation. We're so happy. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's ready for it. I'm just, I'm just wondering if you guys are going to look out on a sea of masks still, which would be fine, <laughs> but it'll be, uh, yes. it's hard to gauge someone's... Uh, expression on their face with a mask so there has to be there's gonna to have to be a lot of fist pumping and and devil horns i guess in the I, air well so. i'm sure there'll be all of that yes and we, sure. i mean again it's been so i haven't played a show since uh, november of 2019 so and doug i think it's been longer so we're all extremely excited to do that doug is so excited yeah, that, that he's holding a guitar through the interview that's how ready to go he is so i actually i i you know because of the situation i have to when I have a, an opportunity to grab a guitar, I, it just is good for me to do that because you can get this, you know, just during this, uh, this weird time that we've gone through, there's been a lot of juggling, you know, we've been doing our, our band stuff, whatever we we could do from home. And, but I mean, you can get distracted with, with other things as well. So I, I take every chance to grab the guitar, but I know you were joking, to be honest, one of the, my favorite things about preparing for, um, live shows is the rehearsal process when when we got a chance to go in rehearsal last year in october i guess it was and man it doesn't matter about the audience They're, i hope they have fun but i just i just want to feel that guitar again like yeah. that in in rehearsal you don't have any people screaming at you or clapping or or yelling or whatever but you basically got to get it focus in on your sound and your playing and your singing and and it's an opportunity to really improve, you know, and, and get it better than even on, on the record. Yeah. So I can't wait to, I can't wait to play these songs live. Me too. And it's then, been too long. And Glenn, Doug can pick up his guitar and play and practice and get ready for the show. What have you been doing this year to keep the voice strong? I've been writing, uh, last, I hate the word lockdown, but you know what I mean? Yeah. In the lockdown period, I call the lockdown period like you know, May through December, kind of. Yeah. I wrote 
a lot of stuff. Douglas over here, we wrote some stuff and, you know, to prepare, to prepare for the next round of music for the day, days or so. Okay. I've been singing every day. Um, I have, I don't need to, I just love to sing, you know, yeah. <laughs> at home alone or my wife's here and a lot of animals. So I, I just love to sing. I can't stop that. So I got to sing is what I do, uh, but I love to write. I'm a songwriter. Thank God I'm able to do that and I've never stopped it. So more of that, hopefully in the future. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Let me move on. There's a cover on the album, 30 Days in the Hole. It's a humble pie song from How do you guys go about choosing a cover song and how do you guys make it your own? Well, we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't plan on do we, Glenn and I and David and Dean, we didn't really plan on, we were just working on original music at that time. We were trying to, we wanted to put together a record that really had a, a vibe through and through. And I think we did that. I think we got that. And a lot big part of that is the lyrics because we've got different musical things going on, but the lyrics tie it all together. David's guitar sound ties it into the old daisies as well. But um, it, it's definitely something that uh, the daisies has done in the past, put a cover on a record and try and daisify it. And we cut that and Glenn said, I want to, I want to definitely, you know, keep it, you know, he, he was friends with Steve Marriott. So he's like, he's going to, he's got to pay respect to it in a good way and put his own stamp on it, which he did. When it came to the guitars, I, I asked the guys, I go, I'm not really sure. I, I like it kind of a little more organic, but in the end, it, it ended up being a little bit heavier. And we took out the uh, the party scene in the beginning, and, mm -hmm. and it just kind of turned into a little bit more of a straight ahead, he, he, a little bit heavier. It's but I difficult. Mean, it's difficult because it's one of the greatest songs that Steve wrote, and a dear friend. And man, you know, you're gonna sing a Steve Marriott song. You have to be respectful because he was one of the greatest all-time singers of rock and soul music so for me it was a beautiful thing because uh, that's respect i have for him uh, we did not know actually when we went into to, to rec make a record there was going to be a song like this so you know none of us knew anything about it we, yeah. we just asked to, to do it and we did uh, we did our very very best to to bring it home but Pat, there's a version, another version people could check out on um, on YouTube. That's a 
a little bit more of a gospel version that Glenn and I did. It's also really nice that uh, if they like the song on the album, just as a contrast to check it out on YouTube with the acoustic I version. Music. I love the acoustic version. And you just guys, and I, fantastic. And you guys did, there's a, there's a four song EP out now too, that you guys did. That's right. Yeah. The lockdown, lockdown sessions, which was audio from, uh, just us doing stuff on our iPhones. And then we chucked it into a computer and did a little mix on it. And, turned out okay i mean it's just it's just a moment you know that we caught let's move to uh let me ask you about bustle and flow It's just fantastic. Bust I love flow. the title. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's rolled off my tongue. Uh, um, it's a classic rock song. Um, again, uh, real classic in, in a way, and the verse is different so much of the chorus. And it's a you know stop and start chorus, which is great. And uh, it's a big, big, it's a, the chorus is very strong. And the guitar line is, 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 is really, 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 really great. And... The song that closes out the album is called Far Away. Tell us a little bit about that song, Glenn. Um, I just on my last show in Birmingham in November the 29th of 2019, and I had a day off before I went back to France on the second session for the Holy Ground album. And I was in my room and I had an acoustic guitar and I I I started playing those chords and started singing the melody, and then the chorus came pretty quick. And without further ado, I got on the jet and I flew to to Paris and um, I asked Doug to come to my room and I played him a, a 10 minute version of Holy Ground. I'm sorry, a far away. 
It's about being being out at sea and coming back from a war zone. Uh, let's just say having a, a difficult time, you know, and then coming back into this new world of opportunity and love and uh, leaving the stuff I've been going through, we'd all been going through, to write this song about coming back home. And the song pretty much wrote itself. And I played it to Doug in my room and he said, well, you know, we worked on an arrangement. Then we called David and Dean to come up to my room and we played them this this song. Uh, and, and it was and, and then it was it was nine minutes and 30 seconds at that point. <laughs> yeah, we brought it down a little bit. Yeah. No, but the thing is, is when I heard Glenn with the, all the elements there, it was like, man, this is this could be your Grammy song, Glenn. This is like, it's like really like if we get this right, if we even get it ninety percent right or eighty five percent right, which I feel like we we really got it. It was a, the way, you know, everybody put their best into it to treat it with the respect and the delicacy that it needed, but but then also it's got this all these different elements come together. It's like a day in the life by the Beatles or at the end where it's just like yeah. this chaos. It's epic. And, it's epic. And, and, and then it, it is. And, and the dead days has never had a song like that. So no. I was really excited about working on that. You know, it, it turned out it's, I think, you know, it, I don't know who, I don't know who, what songs we're going to play live exactly, but I would love to, to play that live. I, I, think I just it would think be, that, I just think that the song is, Lyrical in, in a melody about being lost on the shore and, and, and you know, finding one's way back from that element of coming off the shore back into life. Again, it's, it's for people that understand these things and, and coming back from whatever they've been going through, if you will. And it's a song of, of, of finding the love again and to returning home to things, uh, normality, uh, which we've all going through right now we're coming back to being somewhat normal if you can say that but right. it's a song of love and hope and to let again of letting go and 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 rejoicing in in life as it is at the moment and far away in my opinion is one of those songs that oh, i'm glad that we we chosen that song to close the album and it's a piece of music that we're all very very happy about yeah it's a great one you guys nailed it on that one when you guys put together a Dead Daisy set to go out on the road, is it strictly Dead Daisy songs or will songs from your past, uh, you know, resumes creep in there? Will there be a Deep Purple song ever? Will there ever be a... So. There might be. I think, I believe there's going to be, you know, one or two of my catalog that will be there or, you know, that we've been kind of rehearsing, if you will. Um, yeah, that That's probably going to happen, Pat. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, guys, I'm going to uh, thank you so much for taking this time for me today. I really appreciate it. The album is called Holy Ground. You guys can go where are all the social media stuff. I want to thank Kat Swinton for setting this up. Go to thededaisies.com. Go to Twitter at the dead daisies. I believe Instagram is also at the dead daisies and you guys can find everything about the band there. Glenn hinted that there might be some announcements soon. So uh, the deaddaisies.com would be the place to hear and, and read that. And this, I just can't say enough when a good hard rock and roll album comes out with great playing, great lyrics, great vocals, and every song is a killer. I have to talk about it. And for me, that's Holy ground. So 
before we go, I just want to, again, thank you again. And Doug, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to end the show with a playout song. What song off this album would you choose? I mean, there's, they're all our babies. We, we you know, I, I would say maybe uh, come alive for the moment, just right now. Say come alive. All right. Um, it's, it's, um, it's a good, it's a good message and it's time for the music to come along. It's time for us all to get back to what's most essential in our lives, which is live music. Yes. You know, we got to get there. I, I can't wait for, to, yeah. to not, not, not only just play, but to go, you know, yeah, to, go, it, to go to us. It's going to be a happening. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot different than, you know, we take it for granted uh, shows sometimes. You guys play them all the time. I go to concerts mm-hmm. all the time. But then when you can't do it, you realize how special it is. So it'll be good to see you guys. When you guys come to LA, trust me, I'm going to try sure. to meet you face to face. So uh, absolutely. Until then, this is Rock Solid. And please listen to Come Alive. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless. Thank, Take care. thank you, Pat. Re- appreciate everything. Thanks for all you're doing, bro. No problem. Thank you very much.